Hello, welcome to Grading the World with Baker and Joe. Uh, so we talked a little bit about some Massachusetts legislative issues last week, and you know, Matt brought, brought something to my attention that's completely in his wheelhouse as a PE teacher. So we're going to start with that, and we might actually spend the whole hour on, on this one topic. <laughs> so, so go ahead, Matt, take it away. Um, so as you know, you, listeners, you know, I'm a, I'm a phys ed teacher in the state of Massachusetts. Um, it, we currently, our state guidelines, frameworks, standards, however you call it, what we gauge our lessons off of um, is from 1999. Currently. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. So it, it's, it's been a while since they've been revisited. Um, right now, currently, they just released the, the a draft of our frameworks, and they are open for public um, opinion, public feedback. So I would encourage you before we even get into the ins and outs of what these frameworks are, um, take a look at them for yourself. And if you do have an opinion, if you do have feedback, please don't contact your local school district. This is strict. This is the state. So um, you can, you should be able to find on DESE, um, the, the Massachusetts um Department of Education, uh, you should be able to find a link and an email to email your thoughts, concerns, opinions on it. Um, if you are having trouble finding that link, send us an email. Uh, yeah. And I, I what I what I'll do, Joe, is forward the email to you. Actually, I think in the the, the email I sent you has it for public comment. Um, but. Look, comment because this is your opportunity to to let your voice be heard yeah, on these. And, and if you're interested and you can't find it, send us an email at gradingtheworld at gmail .com and I will send you the, the the entire document. You know, it's a 39 page PDF. I'll send you the whole document, and you can read it for yourself. Um. So, as standard, um, they still have all of your. The, the physical activity, um, the gross motor, fine motor, um, developmentally appropriate activity, um, nutrition and health is still a part of our frameworks. The interesting part, and I think this is really the, the, the crux, and, and I do think it'll be somewhat controversial, is now we are starting to engage in topics um, have to do with gender identity and sexuality starting in K. Um, I am a K to four teacher. So when I'm going through this document, I'm specifically targeting those grade levels. Um, and to be fair, to be clear, how our standards work in for phys ed and health, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's weird. And it, it's a struggle within our, in our phys ed community on how to address it, but it's, it's usually by the end of, um, and then a grade level. So there's K to two standards. So it is by the end of grade two, there's three to five by the end of grade five. And then they, they continue to progress. Um, and they, they are scope and sequenced, meaning you go through from K to 12 and you kind of, um, how to explain this? You go through each grade level and you hope that the topics to be covered, they're introduced, they're practiced, they're mastered. 
if that makes sense. So through a scope and sequence, what you're doing is you're looking, you're looking at those standards by the end of grade two, and then whatever is written, the idea, and again, remember in, in specials and phys ed specifically, you're probably in my district now, I see each class twice a week for 30 minutes, that's 60 minutes a week. The previous district I've taught in, it was twice a week, 45 minute classes, that's 90 minutes a week. So you're talking anywhere from, uh, and I do know there are some districts that only have one class a week, 30 minutes. So you're, you're ranging from like 30 minutes a week to about 90 minutes a week in our lessons. But the idea is by the end of grade two, the student can do this. So our, when we scope and sequence, all right, is it introduced in K? Is it practiced in one? Is it mastered by two? If that makes sense to everybody. Um, so that's just to give you some content or, or context as to how these standards might be put into practice. Um, we're now getting into, as a PE slash health teacher, um, the, the gender identity and and sexuality. Uh, Joe, do you want, I mean, I, I, as the person teaching, I do want to be, I'm not, you go first, Joe, if you want to share your opinions. If well, I, I if, just, do you have any questions? Did I clarify how the curriculum in essence kind of works? Yeah. Well, although I just, I like, I want to, I want to like kind of jump in here because the way you brought it to me this morning was kind of a little, a little like Marjorie Taylor green. Those words are very kind of like fraught with a lot of, you know, hand wringing, a lot of like pearl clutching, you know, like they're not asking you. And I read this document very carefully this morning. They're not asking you to like draw a diagram of the, you know, the PP going into the hoo-ha or like, you know, two, two, two adult men, you know, merging scrotums. So like, I'm going to read directly from the document and this is in under the, the pre-K to grade two section. These are the bullet bullet points, you know, of the things that you, know, you just mentioned, like these are the things that you're being asked to cover for those grade levels. Demonstrate empathy and ways to treat all people with dignity and respect. You know, again, God forbid we, we treat all people with dignity and respect and empathy. And again, like you and I have been talking a lot about the, the idea of empathy and understanding on the show, trying to, I know, I know you're be much better at that, at that <laughs> recognizing that concept than I am. And here's another one, you know, demonstrate awareness of and ways to show respect for all types of families, e.g. families with heterosexual parents, families with same gender parents, single parent mm -hmm. families, intergenerational families, adoptive families, foster families. Again, like there's a constant theme in throughout this entire document is open-mindedness, empathy, awareness, awareness of a lot of different things. And again, like this is entirely your wheelhouse. I am drawing on my extensive associate's degree as in education you have you know you know a ba and a master's in this field you have 15 years of experience as a teacher you have two kids who are of this age so you know this is something that that you've spent your entire adult life you know in this arena so I'm going to try and I don't defer to anyone on anything ever so I'm going to try and defer as much to you as I can throughout this discussion but I think like this document is very well constructed and seems to 
stay you know focused on these themes of empathy and respect and awareness which are are critical to kids this age you know very important concepts that traditionally you know you you mentioned how this is you know, your standards in this respect are are outdated and Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm a, a fossil here, and like these <laughs> these concepts were just not even on the radar for for educators when I was yep. in, in elementary school. And you know, I know I, I we'll get into this a little, a little bit more later, but I have some personal experiences that I've talked a little bit about on the show that that are going to come into play when we get a little further down down into this document. So, but go ahead, I interrupted. No, I mean, look, I don't disagree with anything you just said. Um, I base my entire curriculum on modeling exactly what you just said and teaching that. We 1000% should be, as any teacher, uh, phys ed, classroom teacher, um, preschool teacher, high school teacher, any adult working with children, there's, in my opinion, no reason why you're not modeling and teaching empathy for everybody i i will so the 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 standards and frameworks and um, indicators that you named i have no issue with let me let me before i start reading specific ones let me give you sort of my thoughts on this this is my feeling on it um this isn't necessarily an excuse, but it's the truth. I don't, I, I, I don't have a lot of time in my school year to cover everything that I want to do to begin with. Sure. Um, yeah. A lot of, you know, forget some of the new stuff that they're throwing into this document. Um, th- there's, there are some skills and lessons that I cover every other year, knowing that I have a kid, you know, a students for, for, kindergarten through four that's five years I hope to get everything at least twice most of it I try to get at least three times all right Um, so we don't have a lot of time we have discussed a few times on this show we've brought up topics of gender identity and we've both have admitted that we're not qualified to talk about it on a podcast radio station I do not feel I am qualified to teach gender roles and gender identity to young children, I'm not. Um, well, I, I don't. I don't feel until, like the do- I don't feel like the document is asking you to to you know outline everything about what gender identity is. It, it seems to me to just be asking you to make kids aware that there are a spectrum of gender identities. I agree with you that that you know you are not a, an expert on on sexuality and gender identity but i think what you know what what it what it can ask you to do is make kids aware that there are a, a variety of of gender identities and 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 you know there that there is a spectrum of gender identity and try to point them you know throughout the document it, it tells you you know ways to point them towards other resources within their school and community where they can educate themselves on these things you know like like you know social workers school nurse mm-hmm. school library things like that so i think that that's what it, it is it is you know offering you as as a as a pe teacher but I agree that that you are under supported supported in in that way. But 
but p- throwing a cloak over it is not is not the answer either. So uh, it, it, fair. And, and but and so and my third point that I so time is an issue. My qualifications, I believe, are a little bit of an issue. And the third thing that I kind of feel is that these are topics at this age that need to be brought up first at home and then supported in a school. I think in general, and I've made this statement before, I think a lot of stuff gets thrown onto schools to to raise children. I I think these are topics that need, need to be discussed at home first and then supported at school. Now the support is not in my this is my kind of feeling and, and again I will every day of my career, every minute that I am in my adult life, forget being a teacher, right? I always try to be empathetic and supportive and caring for all people, right? So I, I just want to make sure I'm, I, I am being careful. I don't want to make it sound like I think these are wrong. Every minute of my day as a teacher, I take that job serious and I I will model and I will teach empathy, inclusion, and support for all of my students, regardless of their socioeconomic status, regardless of what their household looks like, where they come from. Um, so I, I, I want to make that clear. Um, but I don't want to be the one necessarily bringing up, again, here's K to two, that what you read off, Joe, I have no issue with. And 1,000%, and I don't think those are actually new standards and frameworks. I think we've had those. But discussing gender roles, stereotypes, and their potential impacts on people of all genders, that's a—that's something that, in my opinion, is brought up at home first and supported at school. If I'm teaching that to kindergarten to first grade, because this is, I'm reading from the K-2, you're going to get a lot of questions of, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? What is, I mean, I get that when I talk about kicking <laughs> a soccer ball. Right. Now, and here's where you have to be careful. I can't answer the what because I don't understand. Do you, you, does that make sense? Yeah, so well, until it, until more information can come out to us as to, I, I'm trying to think of, and I, I, I want to be absolutely sensitive and, and take this conversation that we're having serious. I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm putting myself in my class I'm teaching first or second graders. I'm talking about this. I'm doing uh, a, a discussion on gender role stereotypes, and I get a question from a, a second grader. Well, why would a boy not want to be a boy? Why would a girl? Can can I do this? How does this happen? Can I wear that? Can I do this? And that is where whoa. Sure, Joe, I can I can discuss it and I can tell my students we need to be empathetic for everybody. And I I I I cannot get into a specific story, but I will just say I have had to do that with multiple classes before. Right. Um, right. Well and, and, and honestly that, and that, and that's when you're a teacher, like that's what you are lesson planning, and that's why we lesson plan, and that's why we scope and sequence, and that's why we write things out. And so it's not just going to be a discussion about this. It's going to be, well, well, what about me? Why would a boy 
not be a boy? Again, I'm trying to put myself in a second grader type questions. And right. now, uh, now what? Honestly, the, the best teachers I've ever had are the ones who are willing to say, you know what? I don't know. Let's let's and, try yeah. let's try and figure that out together. And as far as you know, what you said about things needing to 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 be taught at home, that's got to be something that you run into in a million different avenues at school. Yes. We, we've talked yeah. about it w within the context of of nutrition. You know, kids not being you know given proper nutrition at home. Mm -hmm. Kids, you know, kids not being you know getting proper discipline. Like there are a zillion different things that that could be handled better at home that that aren't handled thoroughly or properly at home so you know that's something that you deal with in a thousand different ways and this is obviously a tremendously complex issue you know the issue of, of gender identity and sexuality and we've even had to stop short of having a complete discussion about transgender representation in sports because you and I admitted that we, you know, as, as cis straight cis men, we are not, we don't have a comprehensive understanding of what it's like to be a, a, a you know, a transgender individual and, mm -hmm. and to have to go through these things in our own head. So I think as a teacher, when you run into those things, the best answer you can give is, I don't fully know or understand what I need to know or understand to answer your question completely, but let's let's try and explore all that together. And the best mm -hmm. way to do that is to, like this document says, do our best to put ourselves in that other person's shoes. You know, a big part of, you know, from, you know, we did, we have had plenty of, of transgender individuals on the show and you know i have a lot of of transgender friends and from talking to them the biggest thing i can take away from those friendships is a lot of it is about that questioning that sort of unsettled feeling of i feel like do you hear the word dysphoria like you don't feel like you are genuinely yourself or you're you don't you're in a body that does not belong to you so i think there there probably is going to have to be some degree of professional education some degree of you know i don't know what the what the the state or the district is going to do for you in that regard but maybe maybe they hand you a book and say good luck who, who knows i mean it, it, look again I, it's I, I just i question why this is falling on the pe slash health like to me it's a very personal content at this age look if, if i'm a middle school teacher this is this is it this is what we're discussing i i struggle and again i don't want to i i would encourage any massachusetts listeners out there to look at the document for yourself and please like give us feedback give give the state feedback that's what it's for right now it is in public opinion like that's the step where they're in this is just a draft but you know it, it as you advance part of it in in the three to five standard is um you know defining sexual intercourse i i don't i i have children that age i don't necessarily want them coming home from school and when we tell you what you do in, in pe today and i hear that i'm like whoa i just think those are topics at this age that if a family wants to bring up you should be bringing up because it's something that our kids are facing 
at a young age. It's, this is not just, it, it comes, it starts at home. And, and, you know, the idea that I'm teaching these lessons, it's new, right? So anytime something is new and there's change, it's met with a little bit of, you know, resistance. Um, and I'm not, at all opposed, I, I'm going to keep repeating myself because I want to make this clear. I'm not opposed to modeling and demonstrating everything, the empathy, the acceptance of all of my students. It's the sitting down, teaching a lesson. Because that's what these are, these topics are. I try to do a lot, again, as a, as a phys ed teacher, I'm not teaching a health class uh, in my district. It's just PE. So a lot of these other health related nutrition, for example, I always tie it um, into movement, right? So a quick example, I, I would, we might take out a parachute and I have play toys, uh, play food, plastic food, right? So I might call out colors and a food group. We lift up the parachute, kids go under, they find it, they come, we talk about it, or it's a relay race. We use scooters, right? So I always try to fit in physical activity with these lessons because I want the kids moving. Um, these are not lessons that I'm doing with movement. I'm sitting in front of my whiteboard in the gym in the corner of my gym and I'm teaching these lessons. And, you know, defining sexual intercourse to a third or fourth grader, I think, again, as the teacher, the, Joe, that's the standard. I, I, I'm reading it. I, 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 I did not see anywhere in this document defining sexual intercourse. Um, let me scroll down. Okay. Practice six, gender, sexual orientation, and sexual health. Identifier four, define sexual intercourse, the range of ways pregnancy can occur, and valid and reliable resources for information or support related to these topics. Now, uh, again, I, we're, we're, I do realize... Oh, this is grade, grade three to five? Three to five. I do realize that not every district is like the district that I've taught in, but nonetheless, these standards are all-encompassing. And now if I'm teaching this in three to five, I have to cover this at least once. Coming from me... As the teacher, I, I just find that inappropriate. I think we're going too far. Um, as a dad, and I know this isn't easy, and I know nobody's perfect at this, and this isn't a judgment thing I'm about to say, but I have always, my both Jill and I, <clears throat> excuse me, have tried to keep our kids sort of as, as innocent as we can as long as we can, right? Because once they're gone, they're gone. And we start, we as teachers start taking it upon ourselves to talk about this. If a parent or a family doesn't feel like their child is ready to hear these lessons, the parent should be discussing this when they feel it is necessary in their household to talk about it. And as a, as a school, we support it, but it, my opinion comes household first. And the, the people who support it, those frontliners of that type, this type of support, in my opinion, are your social workers, your guidance counselors, your school psychologists, not even necessarily the PE slash health teacher. Now, right. Well, again, and middle school, absolutely. Go ahead. All right. Well, here's where I'm going to side with the mental health professionals. And this, and this, again, this is from, from my own personal experience. And I know I, I've shared this kind of 
you know, it may be a little more glossed over than I'm going to get into right now on the show before, but I was, was molested by my uncle when I was about the age of your kids now, like ages six to 12. And my family was kind of took the, the Baker family approach to, we don't talk about sex at all. Like my parents had handed me a book when I was like 14 years old here, here's how you learn, learn about sex. So like very kind of like ignore the fact that sex existed until I was beyond that age. And a, a, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, there's a lot of mention in, in this document about teaching kids that, you know, what unsafe will touch is and, and yep, how, yep, yep. how to safely go to, you know, resources like, like social workers, school nurses, mm -hmm. you know, parents, principal, mm -hmm. whatever, if they are abused or violated in, in any way. And mm -hmm. if I had been schooled, educated, according to these standards, when I was mm -hmm. in elementary school, my entire life would have been different because, mm -hmm. you know, these things have had lifelong devastating effects on my mental and physical health. And mm -hmm. literally my entire life would have been different if I had been you know, exposed to this kind of education mm -hmm. as a kid. So I am 1000% behind everything in this document, including, you know, being taught about what sexual touches, what sexual intercourse is in third grade. Because if I had been taught what, what my uncle was doing to me when he was doing it to me, again, I would have gone to the school nurse. I would have mm -hmm. gone to, 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 Mr. Monselsi to my school principal because mm -hmm. he was he was a, a he was a good man. I trusted him, you know, mm -hmm. and I could not could not go to my parents because they were not open about the, that kind of thing sure. at that time. So, and, so and so again again you know for my own personal devastating experience, I I feel differently about this than you do, and I'm not telling you that that you should parent any differently. That, that, that that's sure. entirely your decision. And, and you don't have to worry about a monster like that in their, in their, in their life, but there are monsters out there, but there's a difference. There, there's a difference between monsters. You know, we have monsters and then we have boogeymen and we have these, these invisible boogeymen, these, these gay and transgender people that want to like, indoctrinate your kids. And I think a lot of the, the fear of sex education is the fear of these, these gay and transgender boogeymen. So like, I want to make sure those things are, are separate. See, and I agree and with I, everything I don't you think said. You're afraid, and... I, I'm, I don't think you're afraid of the boogeyman either. I, and then, and, 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 you know, let, let's actually take this opportunity. Give me a few minutes here, Joe. So I, sure. I agree with everything you said and I used to teach, <clears throat> I was, I, I'm not um, certified at it anymore, um, but there's a program out there called Rad Kids. I think I've, I've mentioned this to you before. Um, it's a subsection of Rad, uh, which is usually taught to women in high school. Um, it's a, a self-defense class. Oh, so rape awareness, um, right? Rape, rape awareness that, and yes, defense, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that, that is it. Um, so there's a, a sub section of that called Rad Kids, and it's all about student empowerment and how to uh, personal safety and all that, uh, amongst other lessons, um, 
there is a good touch, bad touch, uncomfortable touch lesson I would teach every year um, to my students. I do not disagree with you at all. That is an important lesson to teach. Um, and I uh, let me also, you know, take this opportunity if anyone, if as your children have experienced any sort of trauma like that, please reach out to mental health, whether it be in the, in the school or classroom or, or pediatrician, they need help to get over that. Absolutely. Um, and that is an important lesson to teach. But again, like it, I, I was certified in it. I, there's a, a good story to read called Sam's secret. You can find it. Um, I don't believe it's, it's just for that program, but that's a good young child friendly story to read to the kids to explain the good touch, bad touch, uncomfortable touch. Um, I discuss that now with all my students. I call it the me bubble. You are in charge of your me bubble. You are the king and queen of your own me bubble and nobody, whether it's playing a game, if, if we're playing tag, my students know if they don't feel like being tagged or anybody in their me bubble that day, they don't have to. Um, and for that reason, there are a lot of students who just don't feel comfortable bringing it up to you to talk about it. You give them that out. And if they know that right off the onset, you know, I've, I've had kids for whatever reason, not want to play tag one morning in a, in a warm up activity. Oh, that's their choice. So those things should be covered. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, we don't have to keep going over. I just, I, I want to encourage any of our Massachusetts listeners. I, I would encourage you to look at this draft of the curriculum and if you feel inclined to send comments, they're looking for all kinds of feedback on it. Please submit feedback. I think what I think some of the concern too, though, is what happens if you as a parent are not aware of this and then your child comes home and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. So I think that's, I've never seen a curriculum pushed out like this before for public comment. Um, there's never been a science or math curriculum pushed out and said, hey, public comment on this. There's a reason why the state has decided to put this out for public comment in the middle of the summer. It's PE and health, <laughs> right? And, and look, I have my conspiracy theories on that. Um, if, if you've received an email, I know my district sent it out to all teachers, to all families in my district saying, hey, take a look at it and please comment. Um, it has nothing to do with your local district. So, you know, sending complaints or, or it, it, uh, sending feedback to the principal is it not going has nothing to do with the principals, has nothing to do with superintendents. This is from the state. So, um, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. So what, what, what's your theory? I love a good Matt Baker, Matt Baker conspiracy I just, theory. I just think, theory. look, again, I've never seen a curriculum sent out for public opinion um, before. I think they understand, is controversy the right word to use the controversial yeah, topics absolutely. in yeah. this document? Perfect word, And yeah. I think they are realizing that in the middle of summer vacation, no parents are going to view a phys ed slash health curriculum. Um, I feel like a lot of parents and families will see that and say, all right, yeah, they're going to teach my kids to skip. Cool. Great. 
and it'll be ignored. And then issues will be, will occur when their kid yeah. comes home and shares what they learned impede possibly. Right. I, again, I, um, you know, I don't think the issue will be from the kids. I think the issue will be from the parents. And again, that's another thing too. Like I kind of feel like some of this, again, having to have discussed some of these things already with specific classes because things have come up, kids are much more non-judgmental than we are as adults. Absolutely right. Absolutely. So I, I even I I partly question why do I need to tell a kindergartner this? They're friends with anybody and everybody. So those lessons are are more geared towards trying to change parents' perception and adults' perception on ah, things, not hmm. necessarily the kids. So <laughs> yeah. teaching it to a kid is is does that make you know what I'm you know what I mean, Joe? Yeah, no, I, I, no, that that's really not, interesting. It, these no, lessons aren't really for kids; they're for adults, and it's for it's the adults. It's us who have ruined the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just I, and I feel like I go back to my my three big points on this. Really, are I, timing is an issue. I know that's a bad excuse, but it's the truth. Um, my qualifications to teach it, and. I think it's something that comes from the the household first and supported by a school when and how it's necessary. Well, I think, I think you're right. I think this is going to cause a lot more angry, you know, parents screaming at school boards than it's going to cause thoughtful discussions over dinner tables. So, mm -hmm. and I, but you know, like I said earlier, I think you can't count on, parents to handle all of the things that need to be handled in a, in a, in a, in a careful nuanced way to make a teacher's job easier. Teachers aren't, you know, my parents are different because they were both teachers. So they did a lot of things at home to make sure that, that we were less of a burden on our teachers. But again, mm -hmm. I'm sure like you, like you and Jill do, but yeah, again, yeah. that's, that's the, the unique, unique thing that happens in a, a two teacher, you know, parent, parent household. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think again, it's going to be, be a giant nest when parents start to become aware of this, because this is like, like we've said throughout this discussion, a very huge hot button topic and we people in this country love to argue about a lot of things but we we really love to argue about this one right now yeah and this is a, this is a, bi a big boogeyman so there's going to be there's going to be you're going to have to deal with this in a lot of ways you're going to have a lot of parents in your district who don't want this taught and they're going to make this known and like you said they're not going to understand that it's not the Agawam school board who who's developed this that that it's the state a state mandate so and, and and like i said right now it, it is it's in it's out for public comment so please public comment on it positive negative feedback i'm not sure if it will do anything but it's open for public comment so uh if you feel like making public comment go for it um i would recommend reading it yourself come to your own conclusions um you know i i, I am hoping that if and when the day comes that I am teaching these things, these different topics that 
I have a little bit more education on them myself and some resources. So I'm curious to see how the state is going to support the local districts in that manner. Um, you know, if, if this is part of the adjustment counselor curriculum or the guidance counselor, counselor curriculum, I feel a little bit different about it. Um, you and know, so, but so in, obviously, in, in, as far as these questions for Tyler and Jake, like you would obviously wait. These aren't things that you would bring up with your kids unless they they came to you with questions at home, right? For the most part, yes. For the at, at right now at their age, yes. Because like again, mom, I feel mom, like dad, mom, dad, what does transgender mean? That sort of thing. Yes, and then it, it's discussed at home. Um, because right now it's not, let's like, if we take a step back, right, where the idea of the need to teach these different topics is because of a sense and feel that it is an issue, right? It, it again, I, I, I don't want to call it a problem. I don't want it, to, it's, it's a topic of discussion amongst adults. So we see a need to then have to teach it to children. You can make the argument that part of the ignorance and part of the not understanding of it, myself included, is because, well, I wasn't taught in high school about this. So, hey, if we teach them young, then when they become adults, there isn't that issue. I, I get that. Um, but this is not a six-year-old mentality to question this unless you yourself are feeling feeling the dysphoria the difference right, right? right so unless you are feeling it yourself this isn't an issue i now am ta potentially tasked with introducing these topics to these children at a young age and that is where i'm not talking to my two children i'm talking to 200 right, in my right. school Right. I'm talking and, and, to, and I'm introducing these topics that I am not qualified to introduce, nor am I sure that I'm even welcomed to introduce them in some families. So right. it just raises a lot of issues. It, I do think it, it, not me personally, but I, I could see this putting teachers, you, you, you taught this to my child. They came home saying this, I want your job. <laughs> You're like, take I'm it. I'm not, I'm not, well, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm not, and again, like, I know I'm, I'm not trying to be over dramatic on it, but, you know, we've all, if, if you've been a teacher long enough, you've been accused of, of mistreatment of a child. I don't sure. mean in, in a sexual way or a physical way, but, uh, you know, you're only picking on my kid because of this, right, that, or the other right, thing. Yeah. If you've been teaching long enough, you've been accused. I right, have been or accused coaching, of that. Yeah, any exactly. Of that. Right. You're yeah. only you're not playing my kid because of this, that, or the other thing. You're you're making my kid sit out because of this, that, and yeah. We've all been in charged with that if we've been teaching long enough. And so now you want me introducing these topics to students and families. I just ah. Uh, well, so and, that's, and that's I, my feeling on this. Well, and, I, I hope, and, I'm, I and I'm sure if, if Tyler or Jake, you know, came to you at home one day and said, mom, dad, I'm, I'm having these feelings that I don't understand. I'm not, I feel like I'm, I'm not 
you know, I'm having these, these dysphoric feelings. I'm sure the first thing you would do would be to, you know, seek out, you know, a social worker or, you know, some expert in the field to, to help them work through that and help Absolutely. them un understand that better. Like, I wouldn't say, Hey, go talk to your phys ed teacher about it though. Right. Right. You know, I, I you're, you're 100% right. And even if my children came home and they said, Hey, my friend told me this, or my friend said this, I don't, what does this mean? Then we talk about it because now they're, they're questioning it. They're kind of ready to, to handle it. Now you're going to have kids who I am now, now and again, I want to be careful about this, right? Because being sensitive to your story, Joe, there are too many children that we all encounter that have the right. same story, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, one student hearing how to get help can make it all worth it. But you also, again, I'm talking to 200. How many of those students am I going to make uncomfortable and maybe not feel comfortable right away? Like give them a sense of uneasiness about me. And now maybe not in a sexual way, but there's a bullying situation going out at recess and they can't talk to me because now think of how I've made them feel. It's just all these things that I, I at my level, K to four, I question uh, some of this new, these new identifiers and these new frameworks that are coming from the state because of that. Um, it 100%, I, I, I am in support of these topics being taught and discussed in classrooms in middle school, in junior highs, absolutely. In high school, absolutely. Um, but at, at the age level that I am teaching at the age level that this document says I should start teaching and tr introducing this stuff, I almost feel like it's on a, uh, a, a need to be taught basis well, coming from uh, a, uh, a, a school nurse or a, a school adjustment counselor and, and, and a team of people. Well, and, and the, you know, my, my objection to that objection is purely for the protection of the kids who are being sexually assaulted at age five or six or eight, you know, before, before well, the, before the, the aware, before puberty hits, like before the, sure. before that age, which, which again, like you said, it, like that number is shockingly high and, mm -hmm. and, and, and you're not wrong in that. And, and I think because I've, done it for many years i think that can be done without teaching gender identity and defining sexual intercourse i think that's simply a good touch again and i'm coming at it because this is these are the lessons i have taught so i think it's it's simple good touch bad touch uncomfortable touch the me bubble yeah and, i like i like you're, the, you're that, not that, wrong i like that bubble that bubble lesson that that's the perfect way to teach it you know and so, again, I'm, again i'm glad i don't have your job i i don't know yeah I don't know. Um, so I, I, I don't have a grade for this. I'm not going to give a grade for this. You can grade it, Joe, if you'd want. Uh, parents, listeners in mass, grade it. Please send your positive feedback to the state, your your comments, your negative feedback to the state. And, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm giving um, it an A. I'm giving it an A. But again, I don't have to teach it. And yeah. I don't have I don't have to respond to the angry parents. What did you tell my kid? You know, I don't, I don't have to mm -hmm. deal with any of that, but I watched my dad deal with that for, for years, deal with all the, all those angry parents with, with vastly different standards. And again, you know, like you said, 
there are a lot of things that should be handled at home that get foisted off to teachers. But I admire the the state of Massachusetts for trying to to be be progressive and proactive about, about all the things that are in this document because I mm-hmm. think at its core it does it is mostly about about empathy and understanding and I, and I agree with that and I am in full support of that one hundred percent I just I question you know where I stand on it um so but I, <laughs> but I but I agree with that and again I'm repeating myself again for any listeners who joined us late um every any teacher every teacher myself included if we're not modeling if we're not practicing empathy inclusion um support of all of your students you need to find a new career um so not for one second will i ever try to make any one of my students feel inadequate or any less of a human being for whatever they're dealing with at home um i just i don't always know if i'm the best person to be teaching certain topics yeah, and hopefully, with, you know, with this, with the, the, this new, you know, with these new standards, the state will make some, some training available, some sort of professional development available for you to help. Again, the, you, you, kinda, you don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it, but yeah, yeah, sure, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, because you, you know, again, like you know, my, my both my parents were teachers. My half my family is in ed- education. I understand how difficult your job is, just on a day to day day to day basis. Like mm-hmm. this is going to make it a little bit more difficult. So, hopefully, they will they will provide some support for you to to do this kind of thing because this is this is again beyond the scope of you know teaching things like healthy body movement and nutrition. Mm-hmm. This is a very complex thing that again, you and I admit we don't understand it well enough to even discuss it on, on we don't the show. talk about it on our show, but now even I'm even in, the, in, the, it, so. in the context of of you know Olympic sports or college sports, mm-hmm. you know, how how to how to integrate transgender athletes into the NCAA framework, let alone, you know, how to how to discuss discuss it with second graders. So, so good luck. Good luck next yeah. year. How, well, I that, mean, and, and this how's, is, that, how's that real estate license coming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, it, 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 we're probably, I would say at least a year away, probably two school years away from this being implemented. Like I, this school year, it'll be, um, continued to be worked on next school year. Yeah. It'll go into effect. And, and phasing in probably within two school years, I could see this becoming like, Hey, at some level. And, and it's true too. I want like you're as I believe all local districts, these are frameworks guidelines. So as a local district, you can sort of modify your scope and sequence to do it. But as a state, you know, again, it's by the end of grade two, by the end of grade five, by the end of grade seven, you know, nine. And, and, and it, progresses through that way so well i'm sure once school boards come back you know and start having meetings again and parents start yelling and screaming about this there are, is going to be a lot of mod that sort of modification to this framework and it's, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting year in, in those school board meetings mm-hmm. that's for sure um all right so do we have anything co- oh you know what joe can i take this opportunity to do a quick little um PSA, since we're talking, you know, I'm talking to parents for the last 
50 sure, yeah. minutes. I, we, we talked a little bit about the chat GPT mm-hmm. um, app. I, I learned something new about it. So parents, just as a PSA for you, if your child is using it to ask questions, um, apparently, and I think we touched upon it too. I just, it wasn't in this detail. It chat GPT communicates to TikTok and to Google and to all these other social media platforms. So let's say for example, your teenage child is asking it, how do I lose weight? And then it spits out the answer and gives you resources. It's also communicating that to TikTok and to other platforms, which are then going to push out based on the algorithms, push out, you know, skinny models and bikinis and, and, you know, more, um, uh, you know, more things to make that, Hey, I'm asking about how to lose weight. Now I'm seeing all these skinny people. It is, it's hurting mental health. It's, it's increasing depression and and social anxiety. So just be careful with that monitor the, if your child is using that, um, that chat GPT bot monitor, if you can, what they're asking and monitor their news feeds coming through the different social media platforms, because they are working together. If you're asking, how do I make this or, or how do I do this? It, it's going to communicate to those other platforms and, and push out exactly what they're asking about. Yeah, that was, I just, that touches back on one more thing that's in this, this curriculum guide, that, you know, for the state of Massachusetts, mm-hmm. it does mention social media and the effects yes. that social media can. So I, I'm sure you, you were happy to see that in there too, because, mm-hmm. you know, we've discussed a lot about the effect that social media has on, on yes, kids and you know, just, you know, just you know, screen time, and so I thought there was a lot, a lot of encouraging stuff in this document. It wasn't just about, you know, oh, about, no about, doubt, and absolutely, and again, it, 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 I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm not being over dramatic. There's, a, there's a lot <laughs> of it in there that I think is great. It's just a few little things that made me sort of, um, I'm teaching what but there you go do we have anything else quick joe i don't know if we have much quick today well yeah we can talk a little bit a little bit again like staying in the state of massachusetts for our our radio listeners so so the governor has declared or asked the federal government to declare a state or state of emergency because there are uh more than twenty thousand people in state shelters migrants who are seeking refuge and I don't know how many of them have been busted in by Greg Abbott and and um, Ron DeSantis, but you know this has now reached crisis levels in Massachusetts, and you know this is this has been brewing for for quite some time. And I don't know again what the solution is. I'm just going to use this as as a chance to give another F to Greg Abbott and another one to Ron DeSantis. But you're just, I mean, you but. It, to, to play the, like you even, you don't know if any of them came from them. Well, I, I think well, this just, I think it, I, look, here's what I, what I think about this is it is an issue. And, um, I don't think it's as easy as saying, well, you're xenophobic. If you don't want it, just let everybody in. I think this just shows that we, we are a country with borders and we were founded on immigration. We were founded. I mean, the statue of, we were found, we are the country that we are. If, if we weren't this country, people wouldn't be flocking to it. Right. We'd all, we, the only ones left here would be, you know, the Lenny Lenape and the Al- Algonquin and, you know, so, but it is a problem. So 
Is it really a problem or like I, well, I, I is it I, not I, just declared a state of emergency? Well, it's a state of emergency because these people have nowhere to go, and so like the which is a which is a, becomes a problem. But I, I, again, like I, you know, I, I don't know, like when you say it's a problem, it, it, it kind of it, that that sounds xenophobic. Well, that's because of know? our preconceived notion that problem has to mean bad, or that problem has to mean I'm some awful human being. That that's part of the problem when when we try to have these debates and we get into. <laughs> I'd like to go with, one whole show without using the word problem. I I would love uh, that. Okay? Yeah. Then we wouldn't be grading the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I think that 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 is an issue when when we're having these sorts of discussions, we then attack feeling and emotion and put that into it. I don't mean problem as bad or I'm some awful person. I mean, this is a problem. We have how many people who don't have a place to live that need taxpayers dollars to support and to feed and to clothe and to find warmth and shelter they're human beings too they deserve all that i'm not so but it is a problem so until we can and and this is what government like do your job until they can figure out or solve this problem it's going to continue to be one and i think it's easy to say yeah it's ron DeSantis's fault give him an f but is it because if they're not here in Massachusetts, they're somewhere else without home, food, shelter. So I do think it needs to be addressed. It is a problem. And, you know, whether that means, again, like if, if there's if there's any resistance to just letting anyone and everybody come in, we're met with you're an awful person, you don't care about these people. Well, sure, okay, let everybody in. They don't have a place to live. They don't have food. They don't have shelter. That's a problem. I don't care. Let 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 them in. Let them in. Let them let them in. Let them, they'll they'll find their way. For for two hundred and fifty years, migrants have been finding ways to 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 survive here. Let them in. So they'll then, find do we just? So then, I, I'm. So then we don't. We don't. I mean, All right, tune, tune in next week to hear us talk about to hear us <laughs> solve the immigration problem here in America. Uh. So thanks as always to our station engineer, Mark Bovey, for getting us up on the air. Uh, radio listeners, stay tuned for Against the Grain. Podcast listeners, give us a rating, give us a review. Send us an email at gradingtheworld at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the state of Massachusetts, uh, new, <laughs> new, new, new mandate for Matt Baker and his, his health class, his P in health classes. Uh, let us know what you think about the show. Let us know what you, what we should talk about next next week while we're while we're in between solving the the immigration crisis. If you are in the state of Massachusetts, do what you can. How you know, make a donation to to your local homeless shelter and try and help some of these people out. Go go to a, a food bank. These people will be will be seeking help in a lot of different places. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next week. Or for no, the, our no problem episode. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> we're not going to have any no problems next week. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a good week.
Colt Hart on WXOJ in Northampton brings you the best acoustic music every Saturday evenings from 5 to 7 p.m. My name is Ed Malachowski, and I host this Americana-based music program because I love this alternative country music. I focus the program on artists coming to our Pioneer Valley's venues, along with a host of local musicians as well. Expect in-depth interviews with the artists, both local and touring, as well as ticket giveaways to all the shows you want to see. Tune in to American Roots and String Music on 9 Volt Heart every Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. Plastic silver 9 Volt Heart 